There I am. Hallelujah. Hey, a couple things. We're starting the journey this week, this month, the entire month. We get five, we get five Sundays this month, and uh, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit like the entire month. And because it's just, for some of us, it's something, we're trying to grab a hold of us, something that, that, that this idea of the Holy Spirit's a, 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 a thing, Lord, that, that, that we're just trying to get our mind around. And for some of us, we just desperately want his presence in our lives. And so we're going to embark on a journey this month to kind of bring us to that point. And, um, but before we go any further down that path, I got a, a really important stuff is happening around here. Really, really important stuff. First of all, it's somebody's birthday. And they're wearing a blue polo shirt that says CT on it. And they're going to act like they don't know who I'm talking about. He's got a, I'm not going to say any names, but he's got red hair and red beard and glasses. And he's sitting right back there. And Joel, <laughs> birthday today, faithful servant of the Lord. You didn't think I was going to catch you, did you? Huh? Daryl and Dreda Greenlee are celebrating 56 years of marriage, but they're not with us. You know why? Because they're celebrating. So some of you guys ought to send them an extra note or make a phone call or something like that or an email or something and just let them know you you are glad to be a part of what God's doing in their life and just celebrate with them. Um, somebody else had a birthday this week too. 80, 82 years of life and enjoying the grace of God would you guys celebrate with Dora Carter with me, please? Her birthday was Friday. I don't know if you noticed, Dora, but these people love you. Huh? We like being your family. It's awesome. And there's one other really special person who wants to say thank you. And so, Grace, would you stand up for a minute and just tell the people what you want to tell them? Grace Bentley. We did, didn't we, Grace? Huh? Lord's faithful, isn't he, Grace? No, ma'am. Lord got you out of there in a hurry, didn't he? Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. You are welcome. Thank Jesus. Amen. Brian's Wednesday night group have conspired against him and mutinized. He was supposed to be going the next couple of weeks, and he told them they weren't going to have group, and they said, no way. We're having group anyway, the men's group on Wednesday night, so you can tell us what we can't do, but we're going to do it anyway. And so this Wednesday night, they're meeting at Larry Wallace's house in Circleville at 
683 Edwards Road. And if you have any questions, you can call Larry. Larry's over here in another blue polo shirt, sitting back here nodding his head. And uh, so if you need information, you can call the church. We'll give you Larry's number or something like that and make sure you know where you need to go. All right, is that cool? Lots of good things happening. I feel like a visitor. It seems like it's been a while since we've all been in the same place at the same time, sharing worship and the word together. And, uh, man, I'm glad to be. There's no place like home, you know that? We had the honor of being in a couple, three different churches over the last couple weeks, but there's just no place like home. I'm glad to see all your smiling faces. There's no place like worshiping with people that you know you love and that you know love you. And uh, there's just something different about that. And I, we had a good time, don't get me wrong. We had, we had a really good time at all the places we went. and got to, got to worship with my best friend from high school and his church. And that was pretty neat. Uh, we've not had, really ever had a chance to do that, have we? And his church is, was on our way home, literally. And so when we left two weeks ago today on our way home from Florida and just stopped off of I-75 and went and hung out with him and his wife and their church family. But it, it just wasn't home. And, uh, but I'm glad to be here. And uh, I hope you are, too. You're visiting with us. Thanks for coming. And uh, we hope you'll find a spot that just says, you know what? God loves me. There's a place for me. And I belong because we honestly believe that. And uh, thanks for coming. Uh, you know, you, we're going to be doing a couple things this month. Uh, this coming Saturday is the FEMA training, Salvation Army FEMA training, where we could go do disaster relief stuff and just be not, not just talk about being like Jesus. We get to actually go be him. Because, you know, he shows up when there's big need. Do you guys know that? And most of the time when there's big need, he uses his people to make that happen. Do you know that? A little girl with a dollar. He uses people. All right? And so we get a chance to have some training to make us those people. Now, that's going to be educational in the sense of kind of academic and sorts of things like that. But along with that, we could have the work of the Holy Spirit, which we're going to talk about today. Okay? If you want to be a part of it, right now we have 45 people, 47 people signed up, and you need to know by tomorrow. Is that correct? Early tomorrow. If any, Mary Brown is, is kind of helping putting that together for us. Here's what happens with that FEMA training. If there's a disaster that takes place, through the Salvation Army, because you're licensed, you'll, you'll get a, we'll get a phone call to go possibly go be the hands and feet of Jesus and meet a need, okay? If there's a hurricane, an earthquake, a tornado, flood, all those sorts of things we've been hearing a lot of in the news, which maybe you ought to read, like, Matthew 24 or something. Anyway, um, that's a whole side note. And um, God already knew that was coming, and he wants to make us ready to help take care of stuff. Anyway, um, they will call us, and then all of your, at that point, except for the, the time, the fact that you would miss work or whatever, your travel, your stay, your meals, all that's taken care of because you are working with the Salvation Army and FEMA. How cool would that, huh? Is that cool? So, um, go make yourself available to that, and uh, we'll see what happens. Another thing that's going on two Saturdays, uh, two weeks from then, is Mickey Robinson will be here. And if you know Mickey, he, he operates in the power of the Holy Spirit. Honestly, I consider my, one of the reasons I'm sitting here where I'm sitting today is because of the ministry of Mickey Robinson. And he operates in the power of God and the, 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 the work of the Holy Spirit. He, how many years ago has that been, babe? 1995, March 26th. That's how long it's been. 
How do you remember that? Because he said some things to me that I wrote down, put them on a piece of paper, put the date on it, and looked at them, looked at them just about every day for several years of my life. On a Sunday evening service in that little white building next door, my wife and I, we're not married yet. We were sitting roughly kind of where Maria and Jenny are sitting, and he's preaching, bringing the house down, stopping, and all of a sudden he just he gets about like her head. He goes, this young couple, right, right, come, come here. Right in the middle of his message, honestly, come, 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 come here. So he comes, stood right here, he goes, he just stopped and just looked at us, and Mickey's, Mickey's a miracle by himself. He, he died in an airplane crash. This, if you'd see him from like profile this way, you'd think he's completely n- normal. If he turns this way, this side of his face is melted. His fingers are nubs. He pointed at me with a nub, and he said, I have the word, of, I have a word, for, a word for you. And my wife and I, we weren't, we weren't married then. We were just merely engaged. And he goes, and he he said some things that were exactly a conversation we had over lunch that Sunday afternoon. <laughs> and I collapsed in a puddle in the middle of the floor. And I've kept them close to my heart ever since. And so that's a work of the Holy Spirit. I'm, I mean, honestly, I believe, honestly, one of the reasons I'm standing here is because of that moment. He'll be here doing, 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 doing a, a, a workshop on Saturday morning, the 22nd. Is that right? My brain still has it, like, you know, I've got, you've got, like, cobwebs from, like, being sort of restful and inactive. My brain still hasn't quite come back. To, to, and then he'll be here for Sunday morning services on the 23rd, right? Are those dates right? Yes, okay. Nancy, the prophetic team, kind of helped us organize that part, and they're going to be doing some teaching the last Sunday of the month. And so we're just going to follow Jesus and follow the Holy Spirit down, right down the road. Is that cool? All the information in your bulletin. Anyway, so to start off, you might get your Bible and turn to John 14 with me. I'm going to kind of go off on a, on, on a little intro for a minute. John 14, I'm talking about the person of the Holy Spirit. Some of you say, what is the Holy Spirit? You're asking the wrong question. Who? Who is the Holy Spirit? See, in, um, you know, this is a very supernatural time of year. You know, Halloween's coming, right? Everybody's thinking spirits and ghosts and goblins and, and all those kind of weird, weird things. You know, there is, a, there is a natural world and there's a supernatural world. There is a physical world and there's a spirit realm. Are you with me? And right now it's kind of heightened because of all this stuff of Halloween. We're all thinking. So we're going to talk about the ghost, the one that only really matters, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, okay? Some of us are like, I'm a sci-fi guy. Anybody, ever, anybody watch sci-fi? I see Mike Higginbotham shaking his hand like, yes. One of the best-known sci-fi movies is Star Wars. Are you with me? And uh, I get the, like the whole whatever they don't call it now. It's like the saga, right? It used to be a trilogy. Then it became like a second trilogy that went backwards. I don't get it. Anyway, um, and now it's like a whole saga. on. You can buy on Blu-ray now, the whole thing. Have you guys seen the commercials? I love that Volkswagen commercial. Have you seen the Volkswagen commercial? Little kid in the Darth Vader thing, and he's like trying to get the bunny to do something on the bed. You remember? <sighs> then he walks out to the car. His dad pulls in the driveway. <sighs> you know, dun 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 dun. <clears throat> and dad has the key fob in the house, and he goes click. And that scares the kid to death. You know? Remember that? You know what I'm talking about? See, we think you know the, the, the famous line from Star Wars is. May the force be with you. And the force was this thing. You watch Luke Skywalker. He walks out to the, to the swampy bog there with Yoda. 
And the X-wing is down in the, the thing, and he's looking, he goes, and he just can't seem to do it right. And Yoda comes out and goes, hmm, not very strong are you? And goes like that, and, and the X-wing comes up out of the, the, the swamp. And Luke's like, dude, what is that? You know, remember that, huh? And the, 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 the force gave them the power to, to look into the future and to, to sense things. The sad part about it is a lot of us look at the Holy Spirit like the force. Because the force is this ethereal thing that is there. We don't know how to deal with it. It's not personal. It can be there at some times and not at the others. And there's this whole weird kind of thing around it. And many of us, even as Christians... Look at the Holy Spirit the same way. He, we would say it's kind of, I don't know what it is really. And it's kind of, and people talk about the Holy Spirit and I get kind of creepy feeling. You know, because I don't know how to describe what that's all about. And I've heard some crazy things happen in churches sometimes when they claim to be spirit filled and I don't know how to process all that. And I'm trying to, well, the reason is we don't, understand really who he is we we are trying to we we we, we think that we got it all figured out and over the next few weeks we'll talk about we'll talk about the person the holy spirit prayerfully next week if I, I'm, I'm kind of in every one of those things where you're trying to figure out where to go next i'm kind of locked in between these two other ideas the power of the holy spirit and the purpose of the holy spirit i know they're both coming i just don't know when yet might be next week maybe the week after i don't know that's where we talk about that but the reason we have problems is because we really don't know how to assess him. We don't know how to work with him. We don't know how he fits into it. I heard a pastor earlier this week talk about how he grew up understanding that the Father of the Father God in heaven created everything, and he made me and all that stuff. And I understood about this guy named Jesus who came to show me the Father and died for my salvation. But this other part of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit, I just don't get him. I didn't realize, I, didn't, I wasn't even sure he wanted to be a part of my life or if he was even, and he, he talked about growing up as a Christian, not even really getting how this third person of the Godhead fit into their, his life. But when he understood that, it changed everything, you know? And so as we begin this journey today, I want, I want you guys to welcome me. It's kind of like, we call, we call this series The Ghost, I kind of stole that. The guy you saw on the video a minute ago, his name's Craig Rochelle, and uh, he pastors a church in Oklahoma called Life Church, and they did a series called The Ghost a couple years ago, and I saw these videos, and I thought, those are great. So you get a, you get a little, little diet of these, because he'll do like a little scriptural interlude uh, at the beginning of every message for the next couple weeks about where we're, where we're headed, okay? And uh, uh, really solid, scripturally, really solid, foundationally, really balanced approach, and uh, of what the who, who he is and, and the work he does in our lives. You know, it's kind of like to, to kind of bounce off the idea of ghost. For most of us, our work with the Holy Spirit, we should know him. But to, to talk about a movie with the title Ghost, we're kind of like we're kind of like Demi Moore. We should know who this person is who's trying to get us to go in a certain direction, but we don't know how to process him. You remember the movie Ghost? Do you remember that? 
How many of you guys ever saw that movie? I don't necessarily give credence to the theological things it brings up, but it kind of gives us a point to kind of jump off on. You understand what I'm saying? And Patrick Swayze was trying to get Demi Moore to notice something that was true. And she thought it was just creepy stuff happening. And it was this person who loved her deeply was trying to get her to see something she couldn't see normally. Are you getting me? And finally, he did everything he could, and he brought another person into her life to get her to understand what was going on. That was Whoopi Goldberg. Do you remember that story? For us as Christians, the Holy Spirit, we should know him. He does love us, but we have no idea what he's trying to do. We have no idea that some of the things happening in our lives are his work on our behalf, trying to get us to go in a certain path to understand a particular truth. And oftentimes, God will, this is kind of weird. I never thought I'd say this about myself. This morning, kind of consider me Whoopi Goldberg. And I know that seems, and don't talk about the hair. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to I, I'm I'm trying to put flesh and uh, putting to flesh out this thing called the Holy Spirit that you guys sometimes have a hard time getting your mind around. Okay, we're going to go on a journey today, and we're going to discover some truth that is right in front of us, has always been, and yet we've just we walk right past it all the time, and we don't consider not only is He here available to us right now in the midst of the group of congregating Christians. He is with us whithersoever we go in every circumstance, every situation. He can be called upon to help us through everything that life has to throw us. That little girl at the beginning of the video says, he is with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. Isn't that good, Isn't that good news? And so that is our thought that we're going to try and run across. Let's look at the Bible because it's the most important piece of the puzzle. The Bible is where we find the truth, not just a truth. Are you with me? And with what he, what, what, what this thing says, I can call this a thing because it is. The Holy Spirit is not a thing. He is a person. And in John 14, Jesus gives his disciples an idea of who this Holy Spirit is. Let's look at it really quickly in verse 15. If you love me, obey my commandments. It's kind of odd to me if you go, if you're looking in your scriptures it, 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 and, and depending on what translation you, have, you probably have it's probably that's probably the beginning of a paragraph. Okay, that's probably the beginning of a of a paragraph. And so he's starting this story about the, the the idea of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is this teaching, and the first thing you know is the Holy Spirit's available to you. But here's why. He's available to you because you want to love and obey God. Quiet in here. Because I say that because sometimes we get this idea that the Holy Spirit, his job is to bless us. And what about the purpose of the Holy Spirit sometime later down the road? The Holy Spirit God is not so concerned about blessing you as he is about you becoming an active and participatory member of his church. Are you hearing me? I get really, I get really, I mean, oh boy. I have grown up in Pentecostal, spirit-filled, charismatic circles all my life. And one thing that really agitates me 
is when people only see the Holy Spirit as an agent of blessing them. Jesus starts this discourse right here, right now, and he says this. If you love me, keep my commandments. That's where Jesus starts the, the talk. That's where he starts the teaching. If you love me, keep my commandments. He doesn't say, if you want blessed, recognize this guy called the Holy Spirit. Okay? We've grown so accustomed that the, the Holy Spirit is there just for what we need. And it becomes very inward focused. Our idea, our thought about who he is and what he does and what the scripture says about him turns all towards us and forgets that Jesus is in the business of changing people's lives and altering the eternity of people. That's why he came. And Jesus says, if you want, if you love me, obey. And it, it frustrates me because there's so much more that God wants to open up to us that if we just take the small steps of obedience, man, the power of the Holy Spirit would show up in such a, an amazing way. I mean, I, 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 was, I was listening to, it, to somebody earlier this week, and it had nothing to do with he wasn't really preaching on the Holy Spirit or anything like that, and he said these words. I haven't, I haven't gone back and de definitely done the, 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 the statistical analysis, but his, his, his observance was this. 39 of the 40 miracles in the book of Acts happens out, happen outside of a church environment. Really? I started going back through my mind. All my, I, could just, I could just remember all of a sudden, you know, just that quick. And I went, dude, he's got to be right. You know, Peter and John are on their way to church, kind of. They haven't got there yet. Acts chapter 3. You know what I mean? Go back to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2, they're meeting in the upper room, not even the church. They're just meeting. And the Holy Spirit shows up. 3,000 people get saved in a place other than a, really, a real congregational meeting, sort of. Acts, here's Philip and the, the Ethiopian eunuch. Where are they? They're out in the middle of no place. How about Cornelius and his family? They're just in their house. He's just, you know what I mean? And you try to go through them and you go, oh, that, that might be a real key there because you know what we do? We turn this idea of the Holy Spirit, and that's what happens here. Dude, the Holy Spirit showed up at church today. And then you know what happens? We claim to have a spirit-filled experience, and the next morning we wake up and we still gossip about our neighbor. We are walking in direct disobedience to certain things he says we are supposed to be doing. And his thing is, obey me. Are you with me? Obey me. God wants to assist you to obey. That's his heart. That's why the Holy Spirit was given to us, to assist us to obey. Blessing, and here's it, the, the awesome part, of it, blessing is found through obedience. Do you hear me? Blessing is found through obedience. The blessing of God can rest upon people because they choose to follow Christ and what he says is appropriate for them to do. Here's their thing. Automatically, when I say obedience, a bunch of you just jumped into the thou shalt not. Just quick, bam! Well, I don't do that, and I don't do this, and I don't do it. And, and you got to going down the top ten list. And you know what? In the New Testament vernacular, 
The obedience factor is all about the do's. It's not about what you don't do. It's about what you get to do. Go and spread the gospel. Go and take healing to people. Go and, 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 and reach the poor. Go and meet a need. Go. And he, 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 Jesus is constantly, I came. And he turns around to his disciples and says, now you go. And it's about the get-tos. It's not about the don't-dos. Are you hearing me? Because we get all amped up about what we're not doing, and also we start wearing these badges about things we haven't done. And we pray the Holy Spirit to recognize, you better recognize that I'm not doing this. And I need about $300 in my pocket because i got to get the, and I'm not doing this. And over here, Jesus said, what about the other chests? What about the things you are doing? Is that harsh? I haven't preached in like a month. So give me a break, Okay. Obedience is not just do, don'ts, it's more about do's. So if you love me, obey. Step out of the boat, Peter, I'll meet you right there. Peter wasn't talking about what he didn't, what he didn't do on that boat. He's like, I get to walk on the water. And guess where Jesus was? Jesus was out on the water. But there were some disciples going, you know, Jesus, Peter, he just, you know what he does? I don't, I don't do this, Jesus. But Peter can't, Peter just, he's just all over the place. He's all over the map. He's unstable as the day is long. You remember Jesus? He told you you shouldn't fulfill your purpose. I never said that, Jesus. I didn't do that to you. Is that true? Huh? You, we, you better recognize what I'm not doing. And Jesus is like, no, you better recognize what, you're, what you should be doing. You understand what I mean? I know that's tough stuff, but let's keep rolling. Here's the neat thing. Verse 16, he says these words. And he says, if you love me, obey my commandments. Verse 16. And there's a, there's a nice piece of grammatical information there. Jesus is about to connect two thoughts. There's this little article between verse 15 and the beginning of 16. And it's this big three-letter word, and. Otherwise, you can't have this. These two things go together. Are you hearing me? If you love me, obey my commandments. And. Are you getting the connection? I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. Wow. Now, these words here in verse 16 will give us an idea who this Holy Spirit person is because he is a person. He says another. This word another means of the same quality or of the same order. Jesus is talking, and he said, just like me, there's another. Do you get that? In other words, Jesus is giving the Holy Spirit the same place in life, in creation, in, 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 our, in our lives as himself. Do you see that? I will send you another. This, this, this Holy Spirit, he is of the same kind as me. We are of the same order. You get that? He's not, some of us think there's God the Father, God, and then like the Holy Spirit's kind of, no, Jesus said it's God the Father, me, God the Holy Spirit, we're all here together. You got that? And he says, this, this other person, he will be an advocate. Some of your translations probably say helper. Others say comforter. Uh, it might say encourager or mediator. Here's the thing. This advocate person, it, it, it's a legal term. It's a legal term. 
many of you have ever stepped out with God to do something, and the minute you step out with God, Satan starts to accuse you of how weak, how frail, how sinful, how horrible, how ugly you are? Anybody ever had that happen? This one called alongside to help. He is called to assist you as if he were an advocate, a lawyer saying, listen, we got this. Don't get anxious about the accusation. Don't get anxious about what you aren't. Don't get anxious about what you used to do. Don't get anxious about how, how life used to be. Don't get, I got this. Me and the Father, I talked to the Father, we got it. I want to empower you to overcome this. I'm right beside you. And he says, so it says, he's another like Jesus. He's an advocate. And he says, who? Who will never leave you? It's not what, the Holy Spirit is not this ethereal thing out here somewhere. He is a person. Jesus acknowledged him as such. He is as real as I am. He will speak to you. Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. He, he is a who. Jesus said, who will, and the best part of it, he will never leave you obey me, your, your, your desires to love me, your desires to follow me. The fo Holy Spirit will come alongside of you in, those, in that lifestyle, and he will never, ever leave. So that's the point. The pronouns are who, he, him. If you look down through, keep reading down through there, the next few verse, couple verses are all about the Holy Spirit. And over and over again, Jesus says he, him, who, I want to talk about how you can know him. Now listen, there are some things that are attributed to the Holy Spirit that are, that are like, that are attributed to people, okay? Verse 17, let's read it. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later he will be in you. Ah, this, you see the he's and the hymns and all that down through there? He, him. Because some of us have walked with Jesus for a long time. But we still live and walk and believe as if, you know, it's Toyota. And we don't have interaction. We don't want him to speak to us. We don't speak to him. You know. And he is very real. You ever felt those nudges at night to get up and pray, to get up and read your Bible? I had a nudge this morning. God, God orders your steps, I'm telling you. I, 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 I was going to preach this message last November, and I preached a message instead called the ordering of our, remember the ordering of our steps? I spent one month in November talking about that. I was going to preach these things last November. And this morning, I get up, and I, I don't know what, it just hits me all of a sudden. We're on our way home. We were going to watch ball game with my mom and dad's last night. We're on our way home. I realized Rachel's van needed, needed gas, and we had to make another stop on the way home, and I forgot to stop and get gas. So like at quarter till six this morning, I'm like, crud, Rachel's going to try and come to church this morning. She's going to have the boys. i got to get gas in the van. So I get up, get ready, take the shower, hurry up before everybody else is up, jump in the car, head into town, and go get gas. And I pull up to the, to the stoplight, and I see this. And I got kind of anxious a little bit. And I seen these guys kind of pushing this one truck, and something at first was like, that's not sitting too well. I mean, there was like two gas stations right here. I thought, I'd maybe go. And I just felt this like, no, just go ahead and go in there. It'll be all right. I went, okay. So like I said, it's o'clock in the morning. I'm sitting at the gas station, and I'm pumping gas, and all of a sudden, one of the guys from the truck come walking over to me, and I'm like, uh-oh. There's like, no. hey, what's up? Hi. 
What's that? He said, dude, you don't have some money, do you? And I thought, I kept looking around, making sure my back was good because I thought it was just a deterrent, distraction. What's going um, No, I'm actually using my card right now, so no, I don't have any cash. And he's like, uh, would you mind? Because we're like driving quick to South Point. And, uh, and so I'm like, also I felt like I said, go ahead. I went, I don't want to get mugged. It's 6 o'clock in the morning before church on Sunday. Please, God. And so I go ahead. I'm like, okay, come. And we had to push their truck. It was that completely out of gas over to the one, the one pump. I started pumping. Guess what? They're from South Point. They just had a family that just moved to Kingston. They were up visiting their family. We're out of gas on the way home. A 19-year-old, a 14-year-old, a 15-year-old boys. Now, let me ask you a question. If you're a parent in that situation, would you like to have a pretty solid Christian dude stop and help your kids out? If you're the aunt or the uncle, you know what made me really mad? I reached into my pocket. The guy had an invite card. I had Rachel's van, not my car. I have a whole list of them, a whole thing of them inside the console just in case. I reached into my wallet. I'm like, i got to find an invite card. i got to find i got to give them a way. To, and I, I don't have one. <laughs> i got three or four people walking around Florida right now. live a thousand miles away from the church with a, with a church travel invite card. And I don't have one to give a dude who's... Family lives in Kingston. Oh, I looked for a church T pin. I was just trying to find something, you know? And so all I'm saying is if we listen to him, he'll speak to us. Now listen, we gotta roll. Let's roll, let's roll, let's roll. Here the world doesn't know or recognize. And sometimes we don't either. Sometimes he's speaking and we don't realize it's him. We don't recognize him. We don't give him place to speak to us. And I want you to know something. As a person, several things can happen. There's a whole list of scriptures that will be in your, in your notes inside the bulletin. I do not have time to go over every one of them. You know why? As a studier of the word, you got to grab your Bible. You got to call on him and say, Jesus, Holy Spirit of God, lead me to what I didn't understand about you. And this week, that will be a part of your daily diet. Are you hearing me? Because I can't teach it all. Okay? He can be lied to. He can be obeyed. The flip side of that is he can be disobeyed. And he can be grieved. I'm breathing heavy. Acts 5, Peter says, Ananias, you have lied Satan and fill your heart. You lied to the Holy Spirit. He, he dies, just saying, okay? And Acts 10, Peter's listening this time. He's puzzled over vision, but the Holy Spirit said to him, three men come looking for you. Get up and go downstairs. You know what Paul, Peter did? Peter went up, got up and went. He obeyed. Now, Ananias' uh, wife, she didn't obey, and she, the same thing happened to Ananias, happened to her. Isaiah 63 says, but they rebel against him. And grieve his Holy Spirit. That's Old Testament. So he became their enemy and fought against them. Ooh, let's not be in that boat, okay? Ephesians 4.30 talks about how the Spirit can be insulted. And Mark 3 talks about how, can, how he can be blasphemed. And those are, those are in serious issues. Do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. You know what I think is funny there? He didn't say, don't bring, don't bring, uh, what did he say? Don't bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you walk into the church building. God's 
for a lot of us, that's where it's at. A two-hour time slot, the Holy Spirit's going to show up in our lives on a Sunday morning. He says, don't insult him by the way you live. It's, it's outward. Do you see what I'm saying? I said, I tell you the truth, Mark 3. All sin and blasphemy can be forgiven, but anyone who blasphemes the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. This is a sin with eternal consequences. I'm only going to do a real deep discussion about what that means. We'll talk about that later as we talk about the purpose of the Holy Spirit. But just know, he can be insulted, he can be blasphemed, and that's serious business. Okay? The Spirit can be quenched, he can be resisted, he can be tested. 1 Thessalonians 5.19, do not stifle the Holy Spirit, do not scoff at prophecies. Okay? Acts 5 said one, you stubborn people, you're heathen at heart and deaf to truth. Must you forever resist the Holy Spirit? Acts 5.9, Acts 5.9. And Peter said, how could the two of you even think of conspiring and test the Holy Spirit of God like this? This is about, this is about Ananias, Ananias' wife, Sapphira, who he lied to the Holy Spirit. She lied too. She tested him, and he didn't like that a whole lot. And some dudes carried him her and him out of the meeting, dropped over dead. New Testament, not Old Testament. That's crazy, isn't it? What would you guys do if somebody walked in here and I said, let's ask some questions, and they're like, no, that really didn't happen, that boom. I just love to see the newspaper headlines in. Pastors praying with somebody, they drop over dead. That's Acts chapter 5, you know what I'm saying? But he also, because he can be known, there's things, other things we need to know about him, okay? There's the, there's the, that's, kind of the, that's kind of the tough side. That's the bad side. How would you like to, like to hear the good side? Would you like to hear the good side? I'm lost. Will you forgive me for a minute? Understand him so we can grow in knowing him. The Holy Spirit is a person, so he does several things. He does, does a lot of stuff. The Spirit commissions and he communicates. In Acts number 13, listen, Acts number 13, they're all praying together. And the Holy Spirit says, the Scriptures say, set aside unto me, Paul and Barnabas, for the work to which I've called them. The Holy Spirit said how that happened. And you know what? I'm not really sure how that happened. All I know is he said. The Spirit didn't say how it happened, who said it, who said that he said it. It just says He said. Did he speak from heaven? He might have. God the Father did to Jesus. You know what I mean? This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Remember that? Good heaven. All I know is he said, the scriptures say. 2 Corinthians 3, 7, clearly you are a letter. He communicates. It says about, about, about Christians, Corinthian Christians, 2 Corinthians 3, 3, clearly you are a letter from Christ showing the result of our ministry among you. This letter is written not with pen and ink, but with the spirit of the living God. Your life is how the Holy Spirit is communicating in this planet today. Wow. It is carried not on tablets of stone, but on human hearts. Is that amazing? Oh, that's me. That's you if we follow Christ. 1 Corinthians 12, 7 talks about how he gives gifts. A spiritual gift is given to each one of us so we can help one another, it says, from the Holy, a spiritual gift from the Holy Spirit. Acts 9, 31 says the church then had peace. And with encouragement of the Holy Spirit, it also grew in numbers. The Holy Spirit communicates, he commissions, he speaks, he gives gifts, and he encourages. Is that cool? The Spirit leads and speaks. Matthew 4, the Scriptures say, Jesus was led by the Spirit of the wilderness. 
Romans 8.14 says, For all who are led by the Spirit, they are the children of God. Acts 8.29. The Holy Spirit said to Philip, Go over and walk along beside the carriage. The Holy Spirit spoke to a guy named Philip. There was a, a, a chariot of, a, of, of a, a government official of Ethiopia. He walks. The Holy Spirit says, go over there and walk by that carriage. How did Philip know that? I don't know. You know how he spoke? I know how the Holy Spirit spoke to me before. Usually it's just like some serious deep impression right on the inside of me that I cannot get away from. He may have clearly spoken to Philip. I don't know. All I know is he said and Philip responded, if you read the rest of that chapter, some amazing things happened in the life of that Ethiopian government official. Wow. He leads. He speaks. The Spirit strengthens and teaches, Ephesians 3.16. I pray that from his glorious and limited resource, he will empower you with inner strength through his Spirit. Ah, don't you guys want that? Don't you guys want to know that there's something bigger than you, bigger than life, that there's a person who comes alongside of you wherever you go, whatever you do, and he will give you the wherewithal to face every trial, every battle, every circumstance. Don't you want that? Don't you want to live like you know that? Don't you want to walk in the experience of seeing him do something amazing with you? I do. Sign me up. Where's the sign-up sheet? Huh? Steve White is sitting right here with us. He's one of our missionaries. Campus Crusade crew now, right? University of Illinois, who happened to win a ball game yesterday. Good Joe Coffee boy. Zane Trace grad. Is that correct? OU grad. More importantly, all that. Follower of Jesus Christ. Has he led you before? Has he strengthened you, Steve? I remember, I remember when Steve played soccer for Zane Trace. He was just a snot-nosed teenage kid. And now he's a missionary. You know why? Because he listened to a voice speaking to him, say, this is the way, walk in it. And he's gotten to interact with people who are sons of government officials from like all over the world, literally. Am I right? Who are going to go back to their lands. That's why he's there, to reach international students. You need strength of the Holy Spirit, don't you, Steve? Huh? What he teaches all of us. Aren't you glad you got somebody you're supporting that's teaching international students that they got to be led by the Holy Spirit? Huh? Anyway, sign me up. I'm on that. He strengthens. He teaches. The Spirit testifies. Now, what does he testify? This is how we know if something's the Holy Spirit or not, okay? First John tells us this. Any spirit who does not declare that Jesus lived and died and that he is not the Holy Spirit. He testifies, John 15, 26, he says, but I will send you the advocate, the same word he used previously, the spirit of truth. He, again, will come to you from the Father and will testify all about me, Jesus said. How do you know if something's the Holy Spirit? If it's talking about the person of Christ and the gospel of Jesus, that's the work of the Holy Spirit. Anything else? Throw it to the side, man. Get away from that. It might be a spirit. It's probably not the right one. Romans 8, 16, for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. It testifies to us that we are God's children. He testifies to us that we are working with him, that he is working in us. Oh, is that cool? So what now? The Apostle Paul writes in Ephesians 1, 5, 1, 1 15 through 18, ever since I heard of your strong faith. Now, see, here's, here's the bottom line. We started at John 15. John, I mean, John 14, 15. If you love me, obey, and I will, send you, I will ask the Father, and he will send you the Holy Spirit. Is that right? 
Jesus, Paul writes, since I've heard of your strong faith, I have prayed for you. That's the dividing line. As we, for we as Christians, we want the work of the Holy Spirit in our life, then we have to walk in faith. We have to walk in obedience. The Holy Spirit will then meet us there as Christians. Some of you are like, what are you talking? There's this guy named Cornelius. He had a heart to follow God. He wasn't a believer yet. He didn't really know who God was. And God sends Peter, through a work of the Holy Spirit, to Cornelius' house. And the Holy Spirit meets him because he had a heart to follow God. Even if you're not following Jesus right now, if in your heart there's this aching, this yearning that you know there's got to be this, there's got to be a God out there and you're diligently and honestly seeking for him, the way to him is through the person of Christ. And that resonates on the inside of you. You say, Jesus, here am I. The Holy Spirit is at work in that moment and he will bring you close to the person of God and radically change your life. Not because you're anything, actually because you're nothing. Strong people, Lord Jesus Christ, and your love for God's people everywhere, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, Paul writes, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you, this translation says spiritual wisdom. Other translations say the spirit of wisdom. Do you get that? The spirit of wisdom, which is the Holy Spirit. And insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so you can understand the confident hope he has given to those who he's called. His holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. Listen today, people of God. If your intention is not just mere blessing from God that you just want from him and you don't want to give anything back to him. If, if, you, if your desire is to, 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 to be a flaming example of the glory of God, the Holy Spirit will meet you every single day time. Those are this word, not mine. I get to the point where I want to see Christians grow, but they just want to come and be blessed. God would like to bless you, but he's more concerned about you growing and becoming all that you're supposed to become. He's more worried about the, the, the loss being saved than he is about you being blessed. Ooh, I know that's strong, but I don't care. Are you hearing me? What would happen? Let me ask you. So how do we, how do we access him? First, we honor him. Who? The Holy Spirit. Wake up in the morning going, Holy Spirit, today is your day. Speak to me, teach me. You know what the first thing I do in the morning? Very first thing I do in the morning. I take a shower. If you were going to go meet somebody really important, wouldn't you be ready for the, the moment? Am I right? First thing I do is I go to the shower. I brush my teeth because I don't have bad breath. When I interact with the, the creator of all heaven, I don't want to be there kind of unready. No, if the present were coming, I many of us would go, and we get all stewed up and mint and, you know, yes, sir, you know, and we'd be like, and but we, you know, we wake up in the morning kind of half awake and kind of half into it, and then we expect God to kind of speak to us. Honor him consistently. First thing I do every morning, take a shower, grab a cup of coffee. I grab my U version. That is my Bible. It's on here, I promise. First thing I do every morning, that's it. You guys see me post things on Twitter, you know where that comes from? That comes I'm sitting here with my, with my coffee and my Jesus and my Holy Spirit in the morning, and we're talking. And he drops something in my heart, and I just throw it out there. Because if it encourages me, I pray it encourages you. That's it. 
dude, you are so weird. I know. I don't care. Honest, honor him consistently. Acknowledge him daily. The Bible says if we acknowledge the Lord always, he will direct our path of obedience. He will direct our path for blessing. He will direct our path. Also, seek him, seek obedience constantly. Our top thing should not to be constantly to get. Our, our thing constantly now is Christians to be, should be to resemble the person of Christ. And he said, I didn't come to, to be served. I come to serve. If we're truly called as Christ followers, then we're not coming to get anymore. We're coming to give to our Father. We're coming to give to other people. We're coming to grow as he, as he would want us to grow. Wouldn't it be awesome if we as Christians would seek and honor and obey the Holy Spirit every moment of every day? Sometimes he takes me by surprise. I don't even realize I'm following him. I mean, that's honest. Can I be honest like that? I don't want you guys thinking like, I have these real supernatural. Get up from thy bed and go into the land of the speedway and beat them three boys. You know what I'm saying? That's rare in my life. I promise. I don't know if that's good for a pastor to say that, but that's, I just find myself being there sometimes. Well, that was a God thing. Holy smoke. What is that? Hey. Kind of surprised me too. Wow. I want leaders to come. Everybody stand with me. Everybody stand. He will never leave you. Never for the, Maybe this morning you're like, I want to obey God, but I just can't see the forest for the trees right now. God knows your heart. Maybe right now you need to know that there will no, he, he will not leave you. He will not forsake you. Maybe you need a word from God in a, in a capacity. That he, you just need to know, hey, what's next, God? What can I do? I'm going to ask our leaders to come. Maybe some of you are here this morning, and you're like, what is really the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit, one of his first jobs is this, to guide us to the person of Christ. The Bible says we can't even come to God unless he draws us. These people here are not here to scare you. I know they look like, okay, here's the Gestapo, okay? These people are here, you know why? Because we realize sometimes we just need a person-to-person connection. We need the Whoopi Goldberg character to help us understand really what's going on. That God's at work, we don't understand why. And he wants to reveal himself to us, so he uses people to do that. You need an encounter with Jesus, the person who's doing that work of encouraging you is the work of the Holy Spirit. Maybe some of you need extra oomph to open. You know God's calling you to do something, and you're like, dude, I, ain't just, I don't think I can do that. Today, you commission yourself to follow Christ. Think of, guy, think of Peter. Peter, at one moment, denies Jesus three times in a night. The same guy stands up in a crowd of people a, a couple weeks later, and he preaches, and three just 3,000 people responded. We have no idea. Maybe we're there. A guy who could, who could not stand to, to proclaim the, per, the name of Christ to, to, a, to, to one little servant girl suddenly can speak in front of thousands about the person of Jesus. What was the difference? He sought to obey. Jesus said, go to Jerusalem, pray. So Peter just followed and he prayed. And the Holy Spirit is poured out, and then in that moment, the Holy Spirit gives Peter the power to do something Peter could not do by himself. We walk around as Christians, emaciated and powerless. We talk about being spirit-filled because we think we had a good church service, but God wants to be spirit-filled for our lives. We'll alter the destiny and the eternity of other people. That's the power Jesus offers to us through the Holy Spirit of God. Today, 
If you feel weak, you feel tired, today, if your intention really is to follow and obey Christ, you know what? The Holy Spirit's available. He's personal. He's powerful. That's what those signs on the wall for, to remind us of really important things. The Holy Spirit is personal, he is powerful, and he is available. So today, you need an extra in your walk. You need your PC to quit running so slow, spiritually speaking. You need something to clean the junk out so you can be effective and efficient. Let us, let, us, let us introduce you to this person called the Holy Spirit, to this person called Christ. Huh? He will testify of me, Jesus said. Today, if you're a believer, if you're not a believer, come. Let us pray with you. Let us show you. Let us offer you what God offers to us. Right now, don't wait. Don't wait. Come. If you're tired, if you're weary, if your heart's to obey God, you just can't find it. Come. Come. Don't wait. I know God's stirring some of you. Some of you are like, dude, what is that on the inside of my chest? That is the Holy Spirit of God. Don't wait. How many of you say, I don't have enough of Him? You know what? Raising your hand? You just told me you need to be up here. I tricked you, didn't I? Not really. But if you, if you honestly make that assessment, then get here. If you say, dude, I need more of him. Jesus, I need more of him. Get here right now. Get here right now. Do not stop. So you need to get over some things. You want to obey God because you've got certain addictions, and you know you shouldn't have them, and then you sit in front of things, and you do stuff that you shouldn't be doing. You're like, I, I, God's there to help you obey. Come meet Jesus. Come meet the Holy Spirit. Right here. Right here. Don't wait. Jesus, we come to you. God, without your spirit, we're nothing. Your, your word scripture tells us in John 15, apart from you, we can do nothing, Lord. And so Jesus, in this moment, the people of church triumphant, God, we come to you. And we ask you to infiltrate our lives, not with some ethereal presence that we can't make sense of, but with a personal involvement of the spirit of God. That, Jesus, our lives would not be the same. Lord Jesus, that our outlooks would be different. That, Lord... The heart you've placed in us to obey can come to complete fruition, God, that we can truly carry that out. Lord, I pray for that. I ask you for that, Jesus. God, we want to be a ready people, an honoring people, a godly people, Jesus. And so, God, meet us personally here. If you don't know Christ, let me say this to you. It's as simple as this. You are lost without God. God made you for relationship with him. Why don't I feel him? We all have this infection called sin. The Bible says all of us have fallen short of the glory of God. None of us are worthy of him, but he makes a way for us to get to him through the person of Christ. He died to give us access to the Father, to give us access to the spirit of life, to the spirit of wisdom, to the spirit of eternity, to the spirit of, uh, of, of God. And he says, come to me, all you who weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest and what he offers to us is, he, is hope in the now and hope in the eternity. We come to him. He changes everything. Everything. You need to be introduced to the person of Jesus. Any of us standing here. In fact, I'm looking around this room. Most of the people standing around you, if you want that, they can offer him to you. They can offer the salvation of Jesus right to you. You need encouragement today. Come get some.
need some power today. Come get some. You need the grace of Jesus to be evident and powerful in your life. Come. Let us pray with you. Let us make that connection for you. Jesus, we bless you and we honor you. In the great name of Jesus Christ, we pray.